And so that's one thing I've been experimenting with a little bit with all the open space locomotives is like, now I'm going to give you a challenge. Can anybody skip backwards? And then we try it. And then I sh there's a couple kids that can do it. I'm like, show us how to do that. That's really hard. And then can we gallop backwards too? Like, is that something we can do? What about in slow motion? And I've just been like varying a little bit more to go a little bit deeper than just like mm -hmm. trying to gallop, you know, see if you can do it. Hey, what's up guys? This is Ben Landers. I'm the founder of the PEspecialist.com and I just want to say thanks for being here. You're listening to the Fizz Ed Q&A show. I hope this is an awesome, valuable conversation that will help give you some ideas and answer some common questions around the field of physical education. If you want any links for things that we talk about or summaries, make sure to check out the show notes at the PEspecialist.com slash podcast. And without further ado, let's get into the show. What's up, friends? It is Coach Nellens, Coach Landers. We are back at it with part three of teaching during COVID. Hopefully you got to catch the part one and part two. Um, if you didn't, head to the show notes page at thepeacespecialist.com slash podcast. And I got to say, I'm thankful for this podcast. This is the longest I got to hang out with you, Marcus, know, in like man. three feels months. Feels great, <laughs> great man. Chatting it up for like two hours. Yeah, feels um, awesome. Yeah, so just a quick review. Part one, we kind of covered just the overview of our feelings, management, procedures, what, the kind of mindset that we went through um, coming back to school in August. Last episode of part two, we covered uh, virtual teaching ideas, and those would also still be good ideas for if you're in a classroom. Mm -hmm. um, so either virtual or in a classroom. Um, and then in this episode, we're going to cover uh, for our hybrid folks, the people that are starting to get back into school, uh, which is the situation we're in. Uh, as we mentioned on the last episode, we're about to be at a four-day week schedule. In the next two weeks, we're transitioning now from a two-day week schedule. Half the school comes Monday, Tuesday. The other half comes Thursday, Friday. Over the next two weeks, we're transitioning to a four-day schedule. So the whole school, unless they selected the virtual option, um, will be back at school four-day a week schedule. Um, and I, we didn't actually mention this in the um, other episodes, but uh, our school has designated virtual teachers for kids that select five day a week virtual. So like if you chose not to come to school at all and you chose virtual instruction, you have a separate PE teacher from whatever school you were zoned for. They have like specifically virtual PE teachers. Um, whole virtual academy. Yeah, it's complicated. School. Right. It might change because there's a lot of kids that now we're back four day a week are not having to do daycare anymore. So they might actually send their kids back to school. Um, yeah. We lost some kids to, you know, charter schools and private schools that were doing five day a week. So I think some of those are going to start coming back. Um, but of course we'll have to wait and see what happens. Who knows? It's 2020. <laughs> Who knows no what's going to happen? Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. So uh, in the last episode, Marcus kind of gave a preview of your, um, some of your non-equipment, no equipment ideas. Do you want yeah. to just do a recap of that rock, paper, scissors game that you were saying you played? Yeah. Face to face game. Yeah. So, um, what I do is on uh, just a quick recap. When we come back in the gym on Thursday and Friday, if you haven't seen part one or part two, where I explain my schedule to you um, or heard part one, part two is that I teach virtually on Monday and Tuesday with our students in cohort a, 
and then I have a distance learning activity form, and then I see those same students on Thursday and Friday. So I've built uh, a rapport and a contingency with those kids throughout the week. So on Thursday, when I see them, or that first day I see them face-to-face, -face, um, we just do a, a rules review of what we do in face-to-face. -face. Um, we talk about walking and jogging, um, where students are warm up our instant activity, and then um, we get into um, the emergency procedures, and then we finish up with some non-locomotor movement um, by playing ship tag or shipwreck or something like that, whatever you want to call it, where it's just a basic call and response, and students stay at their dots spaced out. Um, we do different things, um, like swab the deck and all that kind of stuff like that, and I can share some links to that on there, but it's a basically that they can exercise and move in the non-locomotor way. So they're not moving around the room. They just exercise and move in that space with so no equipment. For people that might not know, like what's yeah, like, so, what so, are the commands that you use and what do the kids do? Yeah, of course. So um, if I say storm, then the kids will turn one direction and they'll jog in place. Or if I say shipwreck, they're going to turn the other way and jog in place. If I say lighthouse, they're going to pretend like they're a lighthouse. They're going to be moving around in a circle. So basically they are people on my ship. I'm the captain, um, I am giving them commands, they are listening to those commands. And um, so there's lots of different ways you can do, like swab the deck, you're sitting in the crab position and your bottom is, is cleaning the deck. Um, there's, there's lots of different things that you can do. You can create your own thing. You don't necessarily have to do the captain and the ship thing. You can make a follow the leader type thing, anything you wanna do. So basically we just talk about, hey, we're going to move but we're not going anywhere. So that's not a locomotive. So that's what we do on the first day. Second day, we come back, we review, do our instant activity, walking and jogging again. Um, and then we do some stretching. And uh, minus that our kids are all spread out. They're all over. We've got small dots on the ground. They're sitting on those dots. And then after we do that review and stretching and all that, then we talk about um, uh, just a real blank. It's coming back to me. Oh, here we go. Um, we are... After we do the stretching, then we do a rock, paper, scissors game uh, that we've done on that Tuesday. And on that Tuesday, we did rock, paper, scissors versus Coach Gnomes. So they played rock, virtual. paper, scissors, virtual, a virtual session where they played with me. And then whatever, if they won, lost, or tied, they would do an exercise based on that. And so on Thursday, on Friday, when they come back, we'll play that game again. But this time we're face-to-face. So if you want to, you can build a progression where you play a couple of rounds with them, just like they were doing on the computer. But I just move right into them playing against each other. So they stay socially distanced more than six feet apart on the dot. Instead of facing Coach Nellums, they turn and face each other. So they'll play rock, paper, scissors against each other. And since you're doing three activities where they're win, lose, or tie, they don't have to continue playing. They play one game and then their exercise is decided off of that. And so I preference this activity based on the fact that, hey, you can do these exercises at home and all these exercises that we have are working on your muscular endurance and your muscular strength. So we're trying to find ways that you can build your body and make your body strong and not be moving close to each other. So we'll play a couple of rounds of that. And then after that, our last activity that we do is rock, paper, scissors, victory lap. And so basically I'll have some cones set up in the middle of my gym 
and I use large cones and that would be their face off area where they face off against somebody else in their class. When they face off against them, I, I tell them to stay on the outside of the hoop and then I also take one step back from the hoop to create even more distance. And so they'll play one game of rock, paper, scissors. And if they win, then they earn the victory lap and they get to jog, run, walk, whatever you want to do, one lap around the gym and you earn one point. If you don't win, that's okay. You can uh, work on your cardiovascular endurance by doing an exercise. I have them do five or 10 jumping jacks, and then they can play against somebody else. So basically, they get a chance to move and exercise and play rock, paper, scissors. They get a chance to win and to lose. So you can talk about good sportsmanship and all that kind of stuff. But they are stay, still spread out, and they're all still exercising. And then we talk about how jogging and running is a locomotor activity where they're running around and moving. So they distinguish between non-locomotor and locomotor movement, um, which is a power standard that students need to understand as well. So um, that's basically what we do on that on that on my on my face-to-face -face interaction with students because I see them all week long but then the bad side is I don't see them again for another month so um that's what we do in our first week that's good stuff man um yeah so for me uh I've had two face-to-face -face lessons with kids at this point um and our first face-to-face -face lesson was honestly very similar to what I normally do like in a non coronavirus situation, which um, you can check out on the blog. We'll link up a post. I have my whole first day lined up. It's like rules and procedures. We hit all the new things. Like if we're moving, we have to have a mask on. We find our new home base spots. We practice walking and jogging in a socially distanced environment. Give some space. It's not, it's a, not race. a race. Um, and we practice the start and stop signal. So I have music playing. I give them the stop signal, which is one, two, three. And all the kids drop to the ground. They say, oh, and they freeze their bodies. Um, and then we go back to home base, back and forth throughout the day, um, hitting the rules and procedures and that kind of thing. With the older kids, I play adventure bingo on that very first week because they can move through everything a lot faster because I've been at my school for so long. Most of the kids already know what to do. So it's just a quick review on those days. Um, play adventure bingo. And... Um, this you stay spread out and I, honestly my my favorite thing about adventure bingo is not only getting to talk to kids about the purpose of pe being able to pursue adventures and having the skills you need to pursue adventures but also teaching kids to introduce themselves especially this year mm -hmm. um it's so important and I, and I have kids um practice together saying hey my name is what's your name nice to meet you like just those three things. Like if I can get them to learn those three things That's and clutch. nice to meet you too. Also, don't forget that one. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> bonus, bonus credit. Um, but so if you want to see how to play adventure bingo, it's a free download on the site. You can check it out, but we play, you know, masks on, we get a little social distance action. If you find somebody that's done an adventure, you put their initials on the card, you jog a lap around, you're trying to get as many uh, boxes filled up as you can. And um, then we just talk about it afterwards, like how important it is to learn to meet people and to learn to ask questions about them so you can find out things that you love to do together. And then these are the people you're going to be in class with for the rest of the year. So learning to find those connections and learning to make new friends and find out what you have in common with them is a really important life skill. Mm -hmm. um, I always tell them about my 10th grade year of high school, I moved to a brand new school. I didn't know anybody in the whole school and I had to learn how to meet new people. And I made <laughs> some of my best friends that year that I still have as my friends today. So um, 
you know, especially if you have any new kids in the class, I always say, you know, he doesn't, Banks doesn't know anybody this year. He's brand new. We got to, we got to learn some things about Banks so we can find out what we have in common. We might like the same movies. We might have the same pet. Um, so teaching kids those skills is really important. I play that the second week with my um, first and second graders. I haven't played it with kindergarten yet, but I think they could do it too. And um, we just have shorter classes with kindergarten. So it's a little bit of a different animal, a uh, 25 minute block. Yeah. But, um, first and second grade does really well with it we're just learning to introduce ourselves to each other to talk to each other make some connections with each other and getting you know it's a low equipment game all you need is a marker and a piece of paper you don't have to touch Mm -hmm. each other and when you're done you spray all the markers down and you trash the paper you know (laughs) and sanitizer on the way out of the gym so um it's worked well it's a it's a good game to play like for with social distancing guidelines um there's lots of good rock, paper, scissors variations. Like Marcus was saying, I love the victory lap idea. I said it in the last podcast, but having a, having a flip that idea of like, if you lose, you got to run. And the way Marcus is doing it is giving the kids the opportunity to exercise if they win. So if you win, you get to run. If you win, you get to help your body become stronger. Um, So I love that the way you flipped that. Um, And I think that's a really good point for people to do for any activity, any Um, activity. Yeah. There's a great idea from uh, one of my friends, coach Pat. He's got his own uh, podcast as well, which uh, you should check out, but I'll I'll link it up or Mark's will link it up in the show notes. And he did something called the social distancing Olympics. So like this is, if you have, you're not allowed to use any equipment and he's got a bunch of ideas, like a, a, a shot put with your shoe. So he had like his kids all competed in like these Olympics and they all see how far they could do a shot put with their shoot. Yeah. Um, and he's got, you know, like the hundred yard dash and all the kind of stuff that you can do the long jump uh, with no equipment. So those are, I thought those were some great ideas. Luckily for us, we are allowed to use equipment. So I did not do a social distancing Olympics, but if the rules change, I always have it on the back burner hundred percent. Um, uh, another good one is cr- the crazy cards challenge. Um, so that's a fun icebreaker that, um, I've got a YouTube video about, but there's, I've done that one and I took out like, I think there was probably like six or seven cards where it was like, you had to touch somebody or put your hands on somebody, like play a game of leapfrog yeah. or give somebody a fist bump. Mm-hmm. And, um, you can definitely say like, Hey, we're not doing fist bumps this year. We're doing air bumps. We're not doing high fives. We're doing air fives, air hugs. Mm-hmm. Um, if you want to, I just took those cards out. So we had like 40 cards instead of 50. Um, but it's just a fun, quick instant activity icebreaker. You can do just put spray some sanitizer, shake up the cards, clean them off between (laughs) between rounds. I have like three sets of cards. Um, and, uh, another good thing to check out for no equipment ideas is, uh, open phys ed has some ideas. I haven't used any of their stuff just because we already had enough for us to, keep rolling and we're allowed yeah. to use equipment so i'm allowed to use equipment yeah. i'm not gonna be planning no equipment games as much although for k2 the only equipment we've used is a marker like we're doing a lot of open space practicing local markers yeah. call it macaroni check that listen out on the channel chicken dance all those locomotor practice fall along listen and move greg listen and move greg and steve um, yeah yeah are you doing the um rock paper scissors games with K2 as well, or are you doing something different? With kindergarten and first, I do, um, well, with first grade, they still do the same rules and, and reviews and stuff like that. But then they do the rock, paper, scissors versus coach Downs, but they do it with the partner face to face. And then we get, it. then that's a great distinction between 
non-locomotor and locomotor because after we do rock paper scissors then we get into the locomotor so i just go through our locomotors and we've talked about this before we go through our locomotors um walking jogging jumping hopping skipping sliding um giving them a chance to practice that and then i do that first day i do listen and move um and then i just change you know some of the ones that he does uh, until the ones that we need to do um but yeah that's what first grade and then with kindergarten we do um, like <laughs> our first day with kindergarten, <laughs> taking the tour around the gym, practicing walking and jogging on that Thursday, um, making sure I don't take I, they, my kindergarten students don't take their mask off because they don't know how to distance from each other. They <laughs> run into each other all the time. So yeah. they don't know any different. They've never been in the gym without a mask on. So it's not a big transition for them. They know um, they're just used to being in a mask all the time anyway. So it's good to just go ahead and get them started with a mask on. And then eventually once they get used to school procedures and stuff, then I might talk about ways that they can take their mask off. But um, when they're walking and jogging, I don't have, they have their mask on. Um, so we do a walking and jogging. We do that um, just to give you a heads up with our progression. I do the walking lines and then jogging lines. The first time with the kindergartners, they stop the music and they freeze. And then we practice that a couple of times where they move and then they freeze when the music stops just to get them trained to mute to freeze when the music stops. And then we do our one, two, three signal. When we stop the music, I teach them the one, two, three signal and then they do the walking and jogging and then they do the one, two, three. So anytime they hear a teacher say one, two, three, they drop down to their knee and say, huh, just in case you haven't heard us talk about that before. Stop, uh, drop and listen. <laughs> but yeah, we do that. And then I have, poly spots or dots spread out from the earlier classes that we've sanitized before. And then I just, you know, pedagogy, you know, I teach you, you practice all that kind of stuff. They walk and sit by a dot. And then we get into Wilby's fitness book and I'll link that up in the show book show notes. So we'll do healthy heart first. And what we've done is screencastify us reading um, each page because the book is so small and the kids are so spread out that we screencastified of us reading that and I'll share a link in that so that you can see. Um, so you do that, but, blow it up on the TV, blow it up on the TV. And yeah. so we record that and then we record them listening to me read the book and you know how kids are or anything that's on the screen. They just stare at it. Um, so and that really did. helps out. <laughs> <laughs> and that really helps out with kindergartners. And then we just do the exercises that, Wilby does to keep his heart strong. So I ask him, hey, what's some things that Wilby do to keep his heart strong? And then they'll say, oh, he walked to the park or he dance or he does uh, swim to keep his body fit and trim. So, mm -hmm. and then we just practice those in our individual space. And then I tell them that's a non-locomotor. Non and then we, we go over and we talk about the train and how the train moves from one place to the next and, you know, stuff like that. Yeah. And then we get into the locomotives and that usually takes up most of our time. Um, but then on, but yeah, plug, that's what we I want to plug real now. quick. Uh, if you guys haven't seen the kindergarten podcast that we did, check or out the, lo the locomotors podcast. Those are both really, really helpful with kindergarten first grade right now. Uh, yeah. Cause we in depth covered tips and tricks for kindergarten and also a lot of locomotor, non locomotor activities um, in those. Mm -hmm. So maybe Marcus can link those up as well in the show. Notes. I will. I will definitely for sure. Um, but yeah, that's usually what we get into with, you know, day one and day two, um, getting into those locomotors with kindergarten and first grade, cause they're going to need those. And especially with ours, um, because 
those first graders are basically kindergartners as far as PE goes because they missed the end of the school year last year. And so they're still, I mean, they didn't do a locomotive license, which we talk about in the podcast and it's on the show notes and all that kind of stuff and stuff. So um, it really helps. And it really helps to reinforce that social distancing as well. And you don't have any equipment and they get to move and exercise without any equipment. Um, But yeah, I mean, if I'm in a smaller space, I may have half of the kids doing the activity while the other kids are watching, do it only for about 30 seconds or a minute and then switch out people on there. If I'm in a smaller space to do something like that. So I can still practice the locomotives. I just won't be able to practice it with a whole group. Um, right. And that's you know, a great way for them to watch and see um, kids doing activities as well. One thing that I've done a little bit this year, cause I've only pretty much been, we did play adventure bingo, but for the most part, I've just been working on open space with my mm-hmm. K2 kids working on finding open space, practicing different locomotors. Um, and just every time I stop them, I say, Oh, Abby, I am so happy you found that open space. Josiah, yes. make sure you're inside the lines over here, please. Yes. You know, like giving that feedback in between every time. And then slowly I'm like, dude, you guys all found open space. Give yourself a thumbs up. This is awesome. Yeah. Um, and me and Marcus went to this, uh, conference. It was like a one day PD thing. And we went to a session, shout out to Dr. Ring. You probably won't ever listen to this, but one of the amazing. most amazing, uh, amazing physical education advocacy professors from University of South Carolina. She's done so much for the profession. Um, but she was presenting a session that talked about breaking down skills um, to go super deep. And so that's one thing I've been experimenting with a little bit with all the open space locomotors is like, now I'm going to give you a challenge. Can anybody skip backwards? And then we try it, and then I sh- there's a couple kids that can do it. I'm like, show us how to do that. That's really hard. And then can we gallop backwards too? Like, is that something we can do? What about in slow motion? And I've just been, like, varying a little bit more to go a little bit deeper than just, like, mm-hmm. trying to gallop, you know, see if you can do it. Yeah. Um, and, of course, like, some kids don't even know how to skip yet. So <laughs> you've got to have that, hey, do your best. Basic, yeah. That's how we learn. We practice together. Yeah. Um, but I could spend, like, 50 minutes just doing open space movements practicing those locomotives like you can give so many refinements you can let kids show off their skills um and then you can do some follow leaders like call it macaroni or chicken dance um so those are some ideas for those younger kids adventure bingo is another great activity with basically no equipment um but we are luckily allowed to use equipment, which we were not allowed to until like the week before school started. So depending on your situation, things change very quickly. Um, we are only allowed to use equipment within that class. And then like Marcus said, we have to sanitize it bef- uh, before the next class comes in. So kids come in, they put hand sanitizer on, they mask up and, um, then we sanitize all equipment afterwards. So you kind of, the only limiting factor really for planning PE with those guidelines is, how much equipment can you use and then Mm -hmm. quickly sanitize in about five minutes between classes before your next class comes. And then you probably will need two sets of equipment because one of them is going to be drying. You use the other set go out, sanitize that, pull the other set in. Um, So I have a little cart with like a bucket and some places to hang hula hoops and jump ropes. Um, And the only thing I've used so far this year is markers and uh, four square balls because with third through fifth I started four square that's the first unit that we're doing um, you can check out the links for that but the, the the first lesson that I taught of four square this year was the best feeling because it felt like a normal <laughs> year like yeah it, I was like dude I feel like 
I'm teaching again. This is yeah. awesome, you know, because it it's great. like a naturally social distance activity. I didn't have to like tell kids to spread out. You're already spread out in the four squares. You're playing the game, you're rotating around and um, it's a great game to start with because the kids have a playground ball in their recess bag. They can play a four square on the, we have a four square court at school. They can draw it on the bus loop. They can, wherever they're at, they can take some chalk, draw out a four square court. And I wanted to get all the kids on the same page with the rules and everything. So we're doing that for the first two weeks with my third through fifth, which is working on four square, learning the game, playing, learning different rules, learning different ways to play. Um, and you can check out the blog post on, on how I teach four square to get some more yeah. ideas on that. Yeah, um, I, I think if you can get a chance to use equipment, having that, especially if you're trying to advocate for your program, if you can put that in there, it's like, hey, I'm only using equipment with this class. This class is only sharing equipment within people that's in their class because they're around each other all day long anyway. So if they're in your class, they should be able to use that equipment. Um, so that's a great advocacy point if you want to try to use equipment in your room saying, hey, these kids are going to be around each other all day. After this class leaves, I'm sanitizing this equipment or I'm using yeah. a whole other set of equipment. So that's your, your way that you can try to get a chance to use equipment. And like Ben said, having multiple of what you're teaching, of what you're doing, multiple playground balls, multiple dots and stuff like that having that is a great way for you to make sure that you can use some of that equipment as well. Yeah. I mean, I've had to, you're going to have to modify some things like yeah. for a normal, for a normal four square lesson, I would give every kid a ball and we would practice <laughs> serving to the wall for like five minutes just to get that skill down. But unfortunately I'm not going to be able to sanitize, you know, 25 playground balls between every class. So yeah, I've just jumped straight into the game and we've just practiced together. So like for a class of 20 kids, I'll have four or five courts going with four or five kids at each court and we're just using four or five playground ball. So mm -hmm. that's a much more manageable thing. Um, now I'm definitely considering doing jump rope because I've a, seen a lot of people online doing it and B how easy is it to give every kid a jump rope, have them hang it up, spray it down in between yeah, classes, classes and then you have another 25 ropes for the next class that comes in. Yeah. And there's so much you can do with a jump rope. Um, yeah. So that's another unit I'm definitely considering doing. If you're outside, I would say Frisbee, man. Frisbee is the perfect unit for teaching outside. And you can mm -hmm. play ultimate. You can do so many different games. You can play some Frisbee golf. Um, and they're plastic, so you can spray them down. It's not going to mess up the Frisbees. So that's one thing is, like, just considering what kind of equipment you can use. You're not going to probably spray down a foam ball. You know, it's so like I can't really do my normal paddle skills unit where we use those foam tennis balls. Cause I'm not going to like spray my foam tennis balls with disinfectant, <laughs> you know? Yeah. Um, but yeah, do you have some other ideas on like stuff you've thought about for future? Yeah. I'm just in a, on the, on the thought process of, of different things. As far as, you know, I think that eventually we'd have to try some, some throwing and catching. Um, but in that aspect, I think you probably are going to eliminate some of the activities that we normally do, but you can still work on the throwing. We do a throw and go where students have a, a ball in their hand and they're working on the fundamental aspects of throwing as far as your underhand throwing and your overhand throwing. And instead of them going to grab a new piece of equipment or something like that, they're grabbing the same equipment and they're working on that. And you can have yeah. stations set up. Um, so instead of them getting a new piece of equipment at each station, they can do different throwing activities. They just keep their ball with them the whole time. 
And then yep. they just talk about transitioning from one place to the next, and you just keep the same ball. And then at the end, you just sanitize that class ball, and then you get a, a new uh, hand size ball that they could use. Um, right. So throwing yeah. and, you know, trying to figure out some new activities, you're just going to have to remix a lot of the stuff that you do, and it may have to be at the basic level that you're doing it, and you just have to find intertrass vari- variations with those, the basic levels that you're doing as far as that goes. Um, but yeah. yeah, for throwing and catching, I was thinking about, we got like a trash can full of wiffle balls mm-hmm. and those yeah. are so easy to spray down, you know? So I was thinking like, you could just have some toss and catch challenges for a whole class, like five minutes, toss and catch on your dot, five minutes, bounce mm-hmm. off the ground, catch with your left hand, catch with your right mm-hmm. hand, hit the wall, toss with the partner, see if you can score a basketball goal. So like just figuring out what equipment you can use and then creating challenges and tasks Creative, around that. Yeah. Um, level gamifying and, everything. With that. Yeah. And like being okay. Like we talked about this in the first part one, um, but being okay with the fact you have to give yourself grace and like every kid's not gonna have a ball this year, probably because you probably can't manage that amount of equipment sanitation. And that's maybe you, your mindset. If you're like me and Marcus, that's kind of viewed as like, not quality PE because you might have some kids that are waiting in line or not everybody's touching the ball as much. (laughs) And it's a, you know, it's a pandemic. Like we got to have a little bit of grace for ourselves and do our best this year. Um, Yeah. And like, maybe I'll play a game of kickball, which I've never done in my whole career teaching because there's only one ball and, you know, everybody's not touching the ball. ball. That's a useful skill for recess. Like they can learn to play the game. And then they can play out at recess. I used to play kickball when I was in elementary school all the time. Mm-hmm. So um, I think just being creative and giving yourself grace is a really important thing right now and yeah. realizing that you're not always going to be able to do the things that you have done. Um, mm-hmm. Soccer is another one I was definitely thinking about because I haven't gotten this approved yet. But, like, if we don't touch the ball with our hands, maybe we don't have to sanitize between classes, you know? It's like yeah. if you touch the ball with your hands, go hit that hand sanitizer that's a handball. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, Hey, we're just using our feet. Like same thing mm-hmm. we're doing. We're stomping on the ground all over the school. Um, so yeah. I, well, yeah. Soccer is, is, is something that you can have some sense of normalcy with as far as the unit progresses and doing a whole unit on it because you're not allowed to touch the ball with your hand. So, um, but yeah, you won't have to do some prep before students come because we usually hand the ball to students and they carry yeah. it to a spot. So you'll have to do some pre-prep, some, some prerequisite type work with that as well. But yeah, you can definitely get into um, a lot of, a lot of refinement and development with students as far as soccer goes. And, um, but yeah, you, like give yourself some empathy and, and, and be willing to try something new. And, um, and if you're listening this deep into a podcast, you are more than willing to find ideas from other people. So, I would suggest, you know, reaching out and being a sponge and trying to find different things that other people are doing and and taking what they do and and adapting it to your situation. Um, Just be willing to try some different things and and be willing to fail. Like you'd be willing to, hey, I'm going to try this and it it might not work with this class and then be willing to adjust and and do some different things like that. Yeah. 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 We'll put links in the um, in the notes for all the different ideas that we have for like using equipment and different modifications that you can do. Um, and I think like the last thing I want to say is uh, just remember that it's all about the kids and like, yeah. that's why we're teachers. Nobody is a teacher for the money. You're teachers because you want to make a difference. Um, and so like, 
I kind of, it took me like a week to get over the fear of like my kindergarten kids, like coming to give me a hug. And like, now I'm like, dude, if that's the only hug they're going to get that day, like I got a mask on, like I'm going to give my kids a hug and use some hand sanitizer afterwards. Mm -hmm. Um, and I've, I've had to like make that shift, especially with just the way that our culture and the media and everybody is like on high alert, super anxious. Like, you know what I mean? Um, Mm -hmm. and it's a weird, definitely a weird year, but I think it always comes back to, I always try to center myself around what's best for kids and, and like make this a good experience for the kids. Cause the kids are dealing with the crazy. <laughs> like <laughs> I can tell you from lot. experience with my kids, um, that, you know, four year olds are wearing masks every day to school. Like that's not normal. Yeah. Um, so yeah. I don't know. Any last thoughts, man, before we, yeah. Being student centered and empathy and give yourself some grace and, um, yeah, just, it's, uh, all, one last thing. Uh, yeah, for sure. Is, is just making sure you're taking care of yourself. Um, mm, you got four. a lot of stuff going on. There's a lot of overwhelming stuff. Be willing to take breaks, um, getting some rest, exercising, eating right. Um, we cannot stress that enough. Um, finding some relaxation techniques, um, going to sleep, going to bed and, you know, staying off of social media and, um, and, and, and doing those things to recoup and relax, um, it will help you in those stressful times when the internet's not working and the kids are all over the place and the camera's not on being able to draw back to those places where you can calm yourself down and keep everything simple will help you keep everything student centered because, um, it, it can be stressful. It can yeah. be stressful. So, like, so I would encourage you, you to, <laughs> I would encourage you to, you know, be curious and not judgmental because uh, a, lo- a lot of people are going through a lot of things right now. And so and to be, and to be able to have some support and be able to provide stuff for your students is, is, is amazing. And if you're listening to the, this deep, I mean that you're, you're, you're doing a great job. So yeah. Keep uh, up the good work. Keep up the good work. So <laughs> Yeah, dude, it's funny you said that. Like, I was just talking to Lauren, who's, that's my wife, for those listening, um, about, like, in the summer, I'm always like, man, I'm going to, like, get into, like, a, such a solid workout routine and, like, yeah. get so fit. And then it's always, like, more family time, more relaxation, working a little bit more, a little bit less, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, but then, dude, when school hit, like, if I don't get my workouts, like, that's my, like, holy grail of my week that I have to hit to be able to function. Yeah. My brain, I was telling her like the amount of stress I'm under, like, I know if I don't get that run, my brain will not work correctly. Like, Correct. I can feel yeah. the difference after yeah. I take care of myself in that way. Like you said, or like get my yeah. sleep, like I got to have the sleep, you know? Mm-hmm. So definitely glad you said that. Make sure you're taking care of yourself, friends, self care first, put that oxygen mask on yourself. <laughs> um, and with that said, I got some bad news, friends. It is time for us to close out our time. Oh, no, not again. Hey, thank you guys so much for listening. I hope thank something you, thank in you. this brought you value. And if it did, please share it out with somebody else that's a teacher that might benefit from it. Um, and uh, Marcus, great to talk to you, man. Even always, on the, man. Even on the computer. Always good. Even to on the computer, man. <laughs> rate and review. Rate and review. Share this with everybody, man. Yeah, yeah. friends. Show notes at thepspecialist.com slash podcasts. Coach Nolans and Coach Landers are out. Have fun and teach on. Hope you guys have a great day. See ya.
Hey guys, thanks so much for listening to this episode of the Fizz Ed Q&A Show podcast. I hope it was so helpful and you got some serious value bombs out of it. Just wanted to let you know that this episode is sponsored by the PE Specialist Membership Community. It's an awesome crew of passionate PE teachers where we get together, brainstorm ideas, come to with common problems and provide feedback to each other. And we've got a ton of awesome resources like e-courses, online trainings, tutorials, a ton of unit and lesson plan samples, printable station signs, and cues posters, and I could keep on going, but I know you've got things to do. So I just wanted to let you know, if you want to check out the details and see if it might be a good fit for you, you can head on over to thepspecialist.com slash info for some more information. As always, have fun and teach on. Have a great day, guys.